Hello, everybody that is listening. You are listening to the first ever podcast for One Man Stand. And as the first people to ever listen to this, I congratulate you. I'm going to give you two claps. I hope you guys heard that because my audio equipment is a little bit interesting at the moment. I'm recording off of my phone, so if the audio is a little bit inconsistent, I am sorry about that. I'll be getting new podcast equipment later but that's not why you guys are here you guys are here to figure out what the heck one man stand is and i'm glad you asked well one man stand is basically going to be me talking over a different amount of topics It's going to be a plethora of different topics if you guys like sports i'm gonna say something about that if you guys like politics i'll say something about that religion hopefully that doesn't come up too often but hey if it does i'm gonna say something about that this will be a uh, there will be a large leaning towards nerdy things. I will say that because I'm a nerd and I like nerdy things, so I'll be talking about some nerdy stuff here and there. Um, but everything is on the table, and if you guys want to request any kind of topic, you guys can always go to One Man Stand on SoundCloud. You can look up One Man Stand on SoundCloud. Shoot me a message there. Follow me on there. And I'll be sure to mention your topic or at least give it some consideration and figure out exactly, okay, you guys want me to talk about this? Sure, let's go at it. So the first thing I want to talk about today is something, oh, so wonderful, and that is Brie Larson. <laughs> now, Brie Larson, as you know, has been casted for Captain Marvel, and we get to see the first picture of her in costume today. Um And that has actually dated this podcast a little bit, but that is perfectly fine because I'm okay with dating these podcasts as long as I get to date Brie Larson. No, I'm joking. I'm happily in a committed relationship. But Brie Larson looking good into that costume. Now, the color scheme is a little bit weird for me. It's looking more like Captain Marvel. Um, If you guys know the difference between Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, congratulations for you guys and for the people who don't. Captain Marvel is a Cree alien. So it's an alien. It has the kind of greenish skin and the greenish uh, costume, the kind of the same color scheme that we're seeing Brie Larson in. So I'm wondering if this is earlier on in her career when she's taking on the power from Captain Marvel to become Captain Marvel, as uh, I believe that she is going to be uh, Carol Danvers. If I'm not mistaken, that's who she's casted as, and I think that that's who this is going to be centered around. So this might be earlier on in her career when she's you know, first taking on the Captain Marvel um uh, the suit, the powers, uh, and the name. And so this might be the color scheme for that. Or it might just be a totally different color scheme. Or they could maybe do some green screen things. I mean, is that kind of green? I don't think it's the same kind of green that uh, you would use for green screening, but it's a possibility. So they could, you know, just put on the the blue, red, and uh, I think it's gold trimmings um, that we are also familiar with with Captain Marvel. But... On and on, I'm hoping that the movie is going to be good. It's looking good. I love everything that Brie Larson is in. So, fingers crossed that this is going to be as good as all the other Marvel productions because I love them and I love everything nerdy about them. All right, so from there, we need to go to even sexier topic. A sexier, sexier, sexier topic. And that is fiscal responsibility. Ooh, baby. You know... I think that I, I needed to just just take off just take off this shirt right now because ooh it is getting hot in here. But to be serious, you guys, Robinhood, a brokerage company for stocks that um, is it's actually more based on the app, uh, at least 
I'm familiar with Robinhood as an app. Um, They're getting into the cryptocurrency game in February. So what does this mean? Well, that just means that we're going to have another cryptocurrency in the market. So I don't know, put it out of Litecoin into Bitcoin and from Bitcoin convert it into, I don't, I don't know you guys. Um, I'm just going to tell you guys what I know and what I, what I uh, think about when it comes to cryptocurrency and comes to investing in general. Never put in more money than you need. What I mean is that the money that you put in, it better be a disposable income. It better be something that you can live without because if you're not willing to lose that money, then don't put it in is all I'm saying. Um, Cryptocurrency is very volatile right now. The Japanese had a cryptocurrency that was just hacked for $500 million. So they're not the most secure thing and they're all online and hackers are much better than we are at getting our information. I promise you that. I can't remember most of my passwords, but I bet you a hacker can. So for the most part, I believe that, you know, just be fiscally responsible. Be safe with your money. Um, This cryptocurrency is going to come out in February. I want you guys to look at it. I want you guys to really uh, invest wisely. But if you are not willing to lose that money, do not put it in. If you have some disposable income that you can just put into this new volatile uh investment then go for it shoot i'm not going to knock anyone who wants to make a little bit extra money why do you think i'm doing this i'm telling you i will sell out as soon as sponsors come in and want to and be like hey um we want to be on your podcast we just want you to give us 30 seconds uh to to shout us out or like two minutes or whatever i'll be like most definitely can i get a check (laughs) so i'm just i'm letting you guys know now before anything else Um, So from that sexy topic, we are going to go into the NBA All-Star Draft and that the picks are released for it. Now, I'm not going to go through all the names here, but we have Team Stefan looking very well-rounded, very good. It's got James Harden on his uh, main five and some other people that I don't know. It's him, James Harden, that's about it. Uh, On uh, Team LeBron, we have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, um, and DeMarcus uh, Cousins. So I, there was only one person on that team that I didn't know, which was DeMarcus Cousins, and that's because, to be real, um, you know, I'm not, I don't watch, I haven't seen the, uh, the New Orleans do anything that much, just saying. Um, New Orleans is a good team, but I just haven't seen enough from them to really know their character, to know their uh, players on there, so... Um, I think that Stephen, Stephen Curry has a much more rounded team and a, a much more robust reserve. I think that LeBron James has a lot of really good players, has a lot of very, very good players on there. <laughs> um, there are some point makers. They are really good at what they do. So if I'm going to go and put my bets on anyone, it's probably going to be Team LeBron, but I want Team Curry to win. I want Team Stephen to win, you guys. So um, if you guys like Stephen Curry, tell me in the comments. I have my SoundCloud. If you like, if you want Team LeBron, yo, go and put Team LeBron in there to show me up. But uh, that's all I've got for that, really. It's going to be a very interesting February 18th when the All-Star Game happens, and I'll be probably <laughs> looking forward to it just like everybody else. Um, so... Yeah, we got about seven minutes left, a little bit less than seven minutes left. Let's start with some Facebook 
uh, some Facebook news. Facebook and gaming news. Um, what I mean is that the streaming service for Facebook has just, uh, they're testing out the tip jar feature, which means that you can tip your streamers on the Facebook streaming platform. Now, what does this mean? Well, if they're really putting their money into this uh, streaming service, then I think that it could be a force to be reckoned with, especially even with YouTube and Twitch. But those are it's only real to competitors. So I think that Facebook has, it has a good opening. It can definitely take advantage of this. I want Twitter really to do this, even though I don't have a Twitter. But Twitter seems like even a better place for this, um, just because you're always sharing ideas on Twitter anyway. So why not have just like, a separate hub of video that you can go to for streaming service or just like have a streaming thing on the side. But uh, that's besides the point. I think that they're taking advantage of this opening in the streaming uh, network. And I think that it could be good. I really do that. I really do think that it can be a good uh, thing because the more competition there is in a marketplace, the better it is for consumers. You know, the prices will go down and the quality will go up. That's what economics tells us. I'm hoping it's true. Um, because not a lot of people use Facebook as much as they did back in the mid-2000s when it um, first came out. And uh, actually, it was early early to mid-2000s. I don't remember exactly when Facebook came out, but it was around that time period. Um, so they don't use it as much. And I think that this would be a very good startup for it because I get Facebook notifications all the time. So what's another notification of, oh, my favorite streamer is on? Especially if you want to start up streaming. You already have 30-plus people right at your fingertips that you can introduce into, like, yeah, I'm streaming now. Hey, guys, want to look it up? Even though some of them are your grandparents and your parents. You can't be embarrassed. You can't be embarrassed about doing this kind of stuff. So I think it's a good platform, and it's like starting up a YouTube stream when you already have 300 people who are basically can be subscribed to you. So I think it has a huge reach. I think it could be something good, but we have to keep our eyes out for it. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the end of the world, you guys. Let's let's talk about it because we're two minutes away from it. The end of the world is here. Um, two minutes, and I only have I have four minutes left on this podcast, so I gotta make the most of it. So we have the Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock says we are two minutes away from midnight, which means all out Armageddon, which means it's over, right? No, no, that's not what it means. So the Doomsday Clock is kind of this arbitrary clock that basically tells us what threat level we are. It's kind of like, you know, oh yeah, we're at a code orange. Well, what's the premise of a code orange? If you don't get any context to it, then it's just overhyped hysteria. And it's not as big of a deal as you guys think it is. It's a big deal, but it doesn't mean that we're two minutes away from everyone being destroyed. What it means is that we are at a higher risk than we were last year which we were two minutes and 30 seconds away from midnight. So in a year, we went up 30 seconds. Does that mean that every year we're going to go up 30 seconds? No, it's just an arbitrary level of threat. And the contributing factors, they said that Donald Trump was a contributing factor. Um, Opinions on that, don't need them. They said that global warming was a contributing factor. The uh, Kim Jong-un was a contributing factor. Our beef with North Korea uh, definitely won. And the biggest one is that we are not listening to scientific researchers, that people in political power are not listening to the science, to scientific researchers, these people who are paid to be smart. Their literal job description is, we are smarter than you. (laughs) Listen to us. And we're not listening to them. So there's a lot of contributing factors, a lot of this tension with this fire and fury comment, a lot of 
this Russian stuff and this American stuff and there's a lot of things that are contributing to it, but we are not necessarily in the immediate crossfire for destruction, at least not as, you know, not any more than we were yesterday. <laughs> not any more than before the doomsday clock went up uh, 30 seconds. So don't panic, but also panic because it's not good for it to be that close to midnight anyway. <laughs> um, so we need to start listening. And to get off this topic... <laughs> Since we have just hit the just about two minutes mark since I started that topic, it took me about two minutes to do it. That's funny. Um, let's end it off on a high note. And by notes, I mean culture. And by culture, I mean culture too, because the Migos have come out with their third studio album called Culture Two. My opinions of it is simply it's good. It's a lot different than what I'm used to of the Migos. I'm kind of used to their 808 beats and their mumble rap kind of thing. And uh, it doesn't, it, I'm not looking for them to be lyricists. Uh, I'm looking for them to make good music. And they've delivered. These are some bumpers. These are some uh, songs that you can go to any club and be like, yeah, Migos. Like, you could party with it. And that's what I expected from Migos. They have not disappointed. Their features are amazing on here. They find, they have the clout to get these features, to get these people out here. And they are good performers. Well, I, what I mean by performers, I mean that they are good music makers. Not I haven't seen any of their performances, so I can't really say that they're good performers. But this music is good. And I recommend that you guys listen to it for yourself and make your own opinions. Because you guys might be like, yo, Migos is trash. This is, a, this is trash music. What are you talking about? I liked it for what it was. Um... It was music that was made to get people hyped, and it was to be different than their other music. And I think it it far surpassed any expectations uh, that I had for it. But that being said, you guys, this has been the One Man Stand Podcast. I have been your host, Justin Mack, and I will see you next week. I'm about to sit down. <laughs>